Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with a wonderful guest, Kelly Moser. Kelly is the owner of Kelly Moser Coaching and Consulting and the podcast host of the Align Success Show. Kelly, welcome on. Tell us a little bit more about you. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. I'm so glad to be connected with you and I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, a little bit more about me. So my background professionally is in the startup world. So I come from, first I started in corporate, doing corporate kind of operations and strategy. And then I really felt quite oppressed by the corporate world, the corporate environment. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this, like you remember what your cubicle looked like and you absolutely never want to go back there in your worst nightmare. That's how I feel about my cubicle. Um, May she rest in peace. And then I moved into (laughs) the startup world. So I was working, I was doing a similar job function So helping, you know, businesses that were a little bit smaller in that growth stage, Mm -hmm. setting up their strategy for the year and building out their operations so that it could sustain the level of growth that the business wanted to achieve in the next year or so. And I really fell in love with the startup world. I liked that it was scrappy. I liked that it was hands-on. I liked that there were all these different hats that I had to wear. And I liked that I had so much freedom. And it was the first time that I had a taste of what freedom could look like professionally. And I started to, you know, develop an idea for my own little side hustle, which was primarily around supporting people with their nervous systems. So Mm. meditation work, connecting with your intuition. I had had a, an experience growing up that left me with post-traumatic stress disorder that wasn't diagnosed until I was about 21. And so I had a super dysregulated nervous system for pretty much my entire childhood and early adulthood. And when I discovered some of these tools, connecting with my intuition, connecting with my body, learning how to meditate, it totally changed my life. So I was really passionate about helping other people do that. So when I was in the startup world, I was also growing this like fledgling of a side hustle, silly to call it a side hustle because it was all about unwinding and slowing down and learning how to not hustle. But that's what it was. It was a side business. And I started to feel like I was creating a lot of success on that side of things. And it was so much fun because it was mine and I got to do it the way that I wanted to. And it felt so creative and I really got to help people have, and I felt like I was really having a direct impact on people where I still felt like in my startup life, there were a few layers in between me and the people that were ultimately being helped by the work I was doing. And what started to happen was people who I was connecting with in the entrepreneurial space started asking me questions because they were like, I've got a business that's similar to yours. You seem to know what you're doing a little bit more. You seem to be growing a little bit faster than I am. And the secret was, is because I had all this experience doing exactly what I had always been doing for these startup businesses. Now I was just doing it for my own business. So I started giving people tips and then ultimately I started moving into the business mentorship space and consulting space and helping people who had businesses like mine grow them and scale them. And I left the startup world and now this is what I do. 
I love that. You know, I have a similar, you know, kind of start to my entrepreneurial journey coming from that corporate world. So I can relate to the rest in peace, the cubicle. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's sitting in it right now. I know. (laughs) Yes, for sure. But what I love the most about, you know, what you do and what I do is, is coming with a servant's heart and really, um, taking your knowledge and your skill set to really help people and make a difference. Because I think, you know, and I use this quote a lot on my show, but um, I heard this quote on an Ed Milet um, podcast, and it's called serve the person you once were. And so it's always like thinking about, I've come through this journey to get to the point that I am where I am today. So why not help those who, you know, maybe a step behind me or just a step or two behind so that you can help them succeed as well? Because it's not just about your own success and growth, because it's lonely at the top, right? (laughs) You want to be there surrounded by people who love you, support you and can encourage you and you guys can grow together. So I love that that's, you know, part of what you're doing and and part of what your business is. Absolutely. For me, it really is all about I'm always happy to be the guinea pig. Like I'll go first, I'll screw it up 10 times and then I'll figure out what works. And then by the time I figure out what works, I'm so excited to tell other people about it because if I can just save people time, frustration, headache, heartache, I mean, I'm sure you've been there too, especially probably in the earlier days of your business where you're just like, I don't know what's going to work here. I'm just going to try a bunch of stuff. And that has kind of been, I used to feel really frustrated that that always felt like the path that I was coming up against is like, trial and error, more error, more error, more error. And now I embrace it because I feel like it's the thing that I'm so happy to do. And I feel like courageous enough that I've had experience trying and failing and then trying and succeeding. So if I can help someone eliminate five or 10 steps and reduce the frustration and the headache and the sleepless nights, I'm so happy to do that. I'm so happy to stick my neck out there and try it first. I don't mind. For sure. I know I like being the guinea pig too, because then you can tweak it and test it and figure out the best route. And like you said, just speed up the process for others to follow. So I love that. So let's talk about, you know, people that you're working with. I'm assuming you're working with a lot of experts and leaders, but can you talk about what the difference is between an expert and a leader or how you transition from an expert to a leader? Yes. So this is something that I recognized as a pattern that was happening with a lot of my clients that I was working with, um, especially in the last year or so, I would say, I've been really fortunate to be able to support people who on paper have it all together. They know it all. They are the most expert. They are the most knowledgeable. They are so passionate about what they do. And yet when I started connecting with these people and they started, you know, reaching out to me in my DMs or whatever, I was honestly surprised that these people needed any help because from the outside, you know, third, third party perspective, outsider looking in, I was like, people can't possibly need any help. And then when I would, you know, have conversations with them, I would discover that there were these gaps in their confidence or gaps Mm -hmm. that they felt like existed in their messaging, or they felt like they just were talking and talking and saying the same message over and over, and it wasn't resonating with people and they didn't know why. So while they might've had the perfectly curated, beautiful Instagram persona and perfectly, you know, mapped out grid and all those things, they internally didn't feel like they were connecting with that highest aspect of their authentic leadership. And so what I work with a lot, work with people on a lot now is stepping into a level of visibility and authenticity that puts you in a category of one. So I like to say that experts, if you feel like you're fighting over breadcrumbs, like if you feel like you're just another voice 
in the crowd. And there are so many other people that are just like you. And you're always just fighting to be a little bit louder. It's probably because you're in this like expert energy where you're just trying to be at the top of your pool of your people who do what you do. But if you shift into leadership energy, you're, that's when you are allowed, or you're able to stand in this category of one where there's nobody else in that category with you. So that's really what I help people do now is figure out what is that message that comes from so deep inside of you and that purpose and that passion that you cannot fake, you cannot replicate it. You cannot copy it. And therefore no one can copy you. Right. That allows you to stand in that category of one. And when you do that, when you say, I don't care if people disagree with me, I'm going to be respectful and kind to all people. But if I have an opinion that ruffles feathers, I don't care. That's what actually sets you apart as a leader. I think we're so afraid to go there sometimes because we're afraid of the judgment. We're afraid someone's going to disagree with us. We're afraid we're going to get canceled or whatever. But sometimes those opinions and those perspectives that are really strong and that are different, that's what sets you apart from just being an expert that's like fighting over breadcrumbs to a leader who there's no one to fight with because you are literally standing in a category all on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think, like you said, you know, a lot of it is mindset, right? And getting yourself confident and, um, you know, strategically aligned with what your mission is. So do you have like any like tips that you like usually use with your clients to kind of pull that out? Because it's a lot of that mental aspect of like, well, I'm not good enough or I don't know it all. Or, you know, what are those, how do you pull that out of people so that they really can, can live in that um, greatness that they have to offer? So I have kind of a tough love approach to this because I think we, I, what I see a lot is that we do a lot of babying with each other. We do a lot of handholding with our fellow entrepreneurs, we're all grown adults. And really what I think we all need at this point is actually like a loving little kick in the butt. So something that I love to invite people into a perspective that I think is really unique is, so I I help people a lot with visibility, being more seen, stepping into those maybe disruptive um, perspectives, getting out there with your truest, most authentic mission and message. And what I hear from people a lot is exactly what you just said. I'm not successful enough yet. I haven't created enough results yet. I don't, I don't deserve that level of visibility yet. And this very simple mindset shift that I invite everyone to start adopting right away is to stop thinking about visibility as a reward for the success that you've created and start thinking about visibility as a tool to create the success that you want. I think there's this like misconception that visibility is a reward. You have to create a certain level of success. You have to, you know, have achieved a certain level of whatever you feel like is important to you before you're someone who's worth listening to before you think people are going to take you seriously. But in reality, it's the other way around. People take you seriously when you step into leadership, when you step out there, when you raise your hand for opportunities that might scare you a little bit. So stop thinking about visibility as a, you know, reward for creating a six figure business or having your 10,000 Instagram followers or whatever metric in your mind is the thing, the reason that you're not more visible yet. And recognize that if you want that level of visibility and success, you have to get more visible. The reason people, you know, you aren't at that level yet is because not enough people know about you. So I think that's one very simple mindset shift that allows people to go, oh, I'm ready as I am now, because there's nothing I have to, this isn't an earned, I don't have to reach a certain level or pass any kind of test before I can be more visible. (laughs) It's a tool for me to get out there and serve more people and impact more people. And in doing that, it's going to attract the people that I want to actually be working with. 
Yeah. While you're, while you're talking and, and, and saying all that, what comes to mind for me is get out of your own way. <laughs> and I think that's a big thing that people they're so in like literally in their own way, they're the only person that's holding them back. And so, you know, stepping into that and, you know, realizing that visibility is going to be a pathway to success, get out of the way and head on. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I think another thing too, is like, if you actually slow down your brain and you listen to what objections your brain has about getting visible, it's a very me centric dialogue that your brain is having with yourself. So it's, you know, I'm afraid to get more visible because people are going to judge me, or I'm afraid to have a strong opinion because someone might think I'm disagree. wrong. Some, yeah. Someone might disagree with me. And it's all about, it's all about me. If you can get over yourself, that's what I've been saying a lot lately. And it sounds harsh, but, and I was like, people are absolutely going to like throw tomatoes at me for saying this, but people <laughs> have been telling me, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. Like get over yourself. It's not about you. If you yeah. can get over yourself long enough to allow yourself to realize that the people who need your help, like the stakes are quite high for them. And yeah. every minute that you sit at home, doubting yourself, self-doubt, being able to sit home and doubt yourself really is a luxury that a lot of people don't have. And you know, think about the single mom that's got to, you know, get out there and sell whatever she sells so that she can feed her children. She doesn't have the luxury to sit home and second guess and, and doubt herself. She's got to get out there. Yeah. If you can embrace a little bit of that, like, wow, what would it look like if I really committed to getting over myself and putting my people that I serve first at the very top of my priority list, what would I need to change? And I guarantee there's something that you're either doing or not doing that you would want to change if you're feeling like that stuck energy. It's, it's a matter of getting over yourself sometimes. Yeah. Well, the hard truth is sometimes exactly what you need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell fair. them, Kelly, they're not going to throw tomatoes. You tell them. <laughs> it's funny when I was like, I posted like a carousel on Instagram and the first slide was like, here's advice for everyone who is feeling afraid of getting more visible, afraid of stepping into, I called it your main character era in your business. And I think that a lot of people thought that it was going to be like three, cause I'm, I'm, I have historically been a very gentle and soft person with my coaching. It's all, you know, I, because I am, I am a gentle person, but this was one that people were like, oh, she said, what now? I gotta get over myself. Okay. Well, if this gentle person who's usually very soft and kind is like telling me this, then maybe I should listen. So yeah, interesting. I love it. <laughs> well, and I know you have lots of strategies that come along with a visibility. So I'm assuming, you know, podcasting, since we're both podcast hosts, podcasting is a great medium for, um, for getting visibility. So talk about the strategies that you coach people with, um, around podcasting. Yeah. So I have maybe, um, an unorthodox opinion of podcasting as a podcast host. So people will ask me like, Kelly, how do I, what should I do to start my own podcast? Can you mentor me in starting my own podcast? I'm like, what? Don't start your own podcast. Go be a guest on other people's podcasts. That's where the magic is. Yeah. So I think there's, um, a gap in understanding. Uh, if you're not a podcast host, you, you, there's just no way you would really understand what purpose a podcast is going to serve for you. I think a lot of people think that a podcast starting your own podcast is a build it and they will come situation. And all you have to do is put out five or 10 episodes and you're getting discovered left and right by brand new listeners all the time. And it's just not true. It's just not how it works. I want people to really understand that having your own podcast is a fantastic nurturing tool for people who already know about you. And over time you will build your audience and people will find you that through that medium. Yeah. But when you're a podcast host, 
you are not ever delivering, you're not delivering your most potent content every single episode because you're committed to variety. You want people mm-hmm. to come back and listen to your show all to your show all the time. The place where you get to be leveraging, lovingly leveraging audiences that are already built mm-hmm. and getting to talk about your most potent content every single time you show up is when you're guesting on other people's podcasts. Right. So it's a little ironic that as a podcast host, I'm telling people, <laughs> don't do it. No, I'm, 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 it's not that I, I don't think you should do it. It's that I want you to understand what the function of the tool really is, because it's not this like instant you know, audience building tool that I think a lot of people have this perception that it is because you're building your audience from scratch the same way on Instagram. When you start an Instagram page, you're building your audience from scratch. So if visibility is your goal and connecting with new audiences of people is your goal, leveraging audiences that are already built is going to be the more efficient way to do that. So that's why I'm obsessed with podcast guesting. Um, It's lower stress, lower overhead, less time, you know, spent every month. It's more efficient. It's more effective converts better. So that's, that's why I'm, I'm so obsessed with this strategy. And also it's, you don't have to commit to it forever. If you want to do it for three months and then take your whole summer off, there's just more flexibility. And, and I think a lot of people are, um, refreshed when they are like inspired to hear that you don't have to have your own podcast. If you don't want to, if that feels like a creative outlet for you that you're really excited about, then awesome. Do it. Yeah. But you don't have, you also don't have to, there's other ways to, um, scale your visibility, scale your audience that don't involve the commitment of starting your own show. Well, and I think people, like you said, people don't understand everything that goes into hosting. And that's probably why the statistics show that most people start podcasts and then they fall off and they never produce after like 20 episodes or 10 episodes or one year, you know? So it's like, people don't understand how much goes into the podcast hosting realm of it. So you gotta be a certain, a certain type of person. You have to have, you know, the right uh, resource. Yeah, we're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, you know, I, I love, I love both aspects of it. And, you know, it's funny because we talk about, you know, getting out of your own way and becoming the expert. And so for me, starting a podcast was my big leap. Like I was so nervous, like there's no way I could ever do that. Right. And so I wanted to do it because it scared me. Right. And so that was my big challenge is like, okay, I'm going to be a host. I've got, you know, great people that I connect connect with. There's so many stories out there that I just want to share. I want to build relationships. I want to connect people to these, you know, amazing people. And so that was my avenue of getting into podcasting. And now the guesting side, of things is like the next leap for me. It's like, okay, let's get over that fear again. Here we go. And then let's be a guest and let's leverage that other side of it because there's so much value in guesting. Just like you said, there's, you know, leveraging, you know, an audience that's already built and, you know, less overhead and all this creative outlets that you are able to do. So I love that, you know, you're kind of on both sides. (laughs) Yes, definitely on both sides. And I think the ironic thing is if you start your own podcast, you're going to need to be guesting anyway. And I think right. that guesting for a lot of people scratches that itch yeah. that you don't realize it's going to. I, I think another important distinction that I love, love for people to know is that when you host your own show, you have a few priorities. One is to deliver the highest quality content that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Two is to continue growing the audience of your show. And three for most people is to monetize it in some way, whether that's you know offering your own products and services or sponsorships or ads or things like that. When you are a host, 
you're probably going to want to bring on guests to your show because it helps you get your show seen by new people. When that person, you know, shares about the episode that they did with you on their platforms, then you get the benefit of those people discovering your show and hopefully falling in love with it. But what happens when you have guests on your show all the time, which I did not realize, and I'm sharing this now because it's something that I have learned not the hard way. I do enjoy, I do enjoy this aspect of it, but I just didn't realize, but when you are a host and you have a guest on your show, you're then giving the guest the expert hat to wear for that episode. So people who want to stay in the expert seat all the time, you would do very well to be out there guesting because that's when you get to wear the expert hat all the time. You never have to take it off when you are a host and you're interviewing someone you're a journalist then, and you, they're the person that you are interviewing and they're the guest expert. So that's a dynamic that I didn't understand. There's so many benefits to both sides, to being a host and to being a guest. I just want to make sure that people understand before they make the commitment and they hire the editor and they block out all this time and they commit to a season because I've dabbled in all the different strategies. And when I find one that really works, that's when I double down. So I'm super focused on, you know, this in my business right now, because I know that it works and um, I'm excited for other people to discover it because the space right now is very open. It's really open right now. It's easy to get booked on great shows that you, where you really get to connect with the audience. So I want people to understand that before they make any huge, you know, life altering decisions, like starting a podcast of their own. (laughs) Yes. And so how do you, um, how do you help people understand or get comfortable with the idea of becoming a guest? Because most people think like, oh, I don't have a message. I don't have, you know, a story to share. Um, Why, you know, why would they want me to be on their show? So how do you coach people to get to that point where they're ready to be a guest? Mm. The first thing we do is we talk about the very common mindset blocks that every single person who has ever entertained the idea of being a guest has had to deal with, which is the, I'm not, you know, whatever enough yet, big enough yet, experienced enough yet. My business hasn't generated enough revenue yet. Um, Nobody wants to hear from me. I don't have anything interesting to say. There are so many arguments for why those things are not true. And the way that I invite people into reframing those is actually by getting super clear on what you bring to the table Mm. as a guest. Because I think, you know, I'm off, I'm very spiritual. I do the affirmations, I do visualizations, I do meditations and all those kinds of things. But for this, you need something more concrete and tangible that you can look at with zero questions in your own mind and say, I deserve to be doing this strategy. I deserve to be on these shows. I have something to say. And it's all strategy from, from that point on the mindset shifts start to the the mindset stuff starts to shift itself really when you can look at. So I, I work, walk people through an exercise called the thought leadership blueprint and the thought leadership blueprint gets you really clear on what you bring to the table as a guest in terms of the stories you have to share, the expertise you have to share, what you can teach people in a very tangible, you know, five-step process or what, what audiences um, will walk away knowing or having mastered after listening to you. And I also make sure that you're really clear on who you bring to the table. So this is a piece of the conversation that I think a lot of us are missing, but really for podcast hosts, the most valuable thing that you can demonstrate to them is that you're not just going to show up and deliver an incredible episode. You're going to bring all your people with you to be listening to that episode, sharing about it, leaving ratings and reviews. So really understanding, you know, how 
how valuable you are as a partner and as a collaborator. I think the, the big mindset shift with podcast guesting is people are like, I don't want to just go ask for something. Like I don't, I feel uncomfortable pitching myself. If you're uncomfortable pitching yourself, I guarantee you're doing it wrong because when you're pitching from a place of mutual collaboration, partnership, here's what I'm going to bring to the table. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Here's how I can support your goals and what you want to do with this show. That's when collaboration and partnerships become a no brainer. And when your pitches will start to get accepted, because when you show up with that energy of not just, Hey, I'd love to, you know, come talk on your show for 30 minutes. Like, of course you do. Of course, everybody wants that. What are you, what's in it for me as a host? Yes. And, and that's really what I teach people to think like a host, think about what hosts need and how you can position yourself as someone who can give them those things. That's how you are going to be able to get booked more, more often and feel really good about the episodes that you book and know that you deserve to be there because you're going to do everything that you promised that you would do. Mm-hmm. As a as a host of a podcast, I love that you're doing this because there's so much value. Like you said, having a, a guest who can understand this and come into the perspective as a partner, and you know, not just I'm going to show up and then that's it, right? Because there's so much more that can be leveraged from it, you know, post production. And so I love that you're coaching people on kind of like best practices and like, you know, these are the things that you should do and how you can help and how you leverage your message, the the host's message and the audiences that you're in. So I love that, you know, you're, you're helping to kind of groom the uh, guest world for all of us hosts out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had people who have come on my show and actually I won't say this about my guests because my guests are really, really wonderful, but I've seen, I've heard from other people who've had people come on their show who never make a peep about it, never share the episode with their audience. And it's kind of like becomes this like weird one night stand energy where you just feel used. You're like, this person just came and they used my platform for 30 minutes to do what they needed to do. And I never heard from them again. And that's yeah. absolutely not how you build a great reputation for yourself as a guest, yeah. because every podcast host knows other podcast hosts. If you yeah. come on and you wow the host and you show up for the episode and you, you know, have people who are listening to it and they're, you know, it, you bring so much value to that episode after the episode has aired and you ask the host, what can I do to support your goals? How can I support you? Do you want to come on Instagram live with me and introduce yourself to my audience? Like if you're reciprocating, that host is going to take note and then say, oh, you know, my friend has a podcast. They're looking for guests. Maybe I can introduce you there. Like it, this, the world, the podcasting world is quite small. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can really consciously and intentionally build a good reputation for yourself as a great guest who doesn't just deliver great content, but really shows up to support the show, the host, and the audience who's listening, you will see such better results um, guesting. Yeah. And it all goes back to the core thing of building relationships, you know, building authentic relationships, because there's so much that can be derived from just meeting somebody and and building that relationship. So for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, what is one thing that you want people to take away from the episode? I would love for everyone listening to think about what is one thing that my brain has been telling me I'm not ready for? What is the one thing that my brain has been telling me maybe I'm not big enough for yet, or I don't deserve to raise my hand for that opportunity? Or if I approach that person for a collaboration, there's no way they would say yes. What 
can you do in the next seven days to get yourself two steps closer to actually taking action on that thing? If you knew for sure that that was the right next step for you to take, whether or not that person said yes, whether or not you got accepted or invited onto that stage or onto that podcast or whatever, if you knew that just the practice of raising your hand for that opportunity, allowing your nervous system to go through the process of doing something scary and watching yourself survive because you're going to, what would you do? What are two things in the next week that you could do to just bring yourself a little bit closer to just trying? It doesn't mean that it has to work out. It doesn't mean you have to pick up the phone tomorrow and pitch a collaboration, but what are just two things? Maybe it's starting to build a relationship. Maybe it's, you know, leaving a really thoughtful review on the podcast that you want to be on. Maybe it is, you know, I don't know, starting to build out a little bit of a pitch uh, media kit for yourself so that you feel more prepared so that you really recognize how valuable, what a valuable asset you are to a stage or a show or guest teaching in a mastermind. Um, and just try to bring yourself two steps closer in the next seven days. That's awesome. I think that's definitely something that everyone who's listening can do. It's uh, you know, bite-sized step towards, you know, getting in the, the right space that you need to be in. So if somebody is ready to start guesting or is already guesting, but wants to take it to the next level, what can they do to get a hold of you so that they can get some help with um, improving their expert leadership? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So I have a program called the Hell Yes Guest, which has two main goals. One is to get you booked as often as you want to be booked. And two is to help you create a strategy that actually drives your business goals forward. And it's all built on collaboration. It's all built on, you know, really aligned ways of genuine, authentic connection. So if you want to learn more about that, you can definitely send me a message on Instagram. I'm at kelly.moser with two S's in my last name. And if you're not ready for that yet, I have a great masterclass that walks you through. If you just like, are like, I'm not totally convinced that guesting is my next step. I think I might want to start my own podcast, or I just have absolutely no idea how to go about starting any of this process. I have a masterclass for you. It's called algorithm freedom. The idea is that you can scale your audience off of Instagram without having to do pointing and dancing reels until you're blue in the face. Like I'm so sick of them. Um, so <laughs> This masterclass will teach you why podcast guesting is going to be the smartest content marketing strategy for 2023 and beyond, why now is the time to start getting involved, why you don't need to start your own podcast right now. I've got so many facts and figures and statistics to share with you that might dissuade you if you are starting to think <laughs> about doing that now, um, and how to start getting booked on one to three episodes every single week that actually drive your business forward. So would love for you to come and get access to that. It's kellymoser.com forward slash masterclass. Um, and hopefully the, we can have the link in yeah, the show absolutely. Below to make it easy for folks. And yeah, we'd love to take you through that process. It's a really, really high value masterclass. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest. And I, I wouldn't expect anything less um, based on what your strategy and your business is. So thank you for being for for being a fabulous guest and, and sharing your message and hopefully helping and touching the lives of uh, other people who are wanting to get into this space and and make an, a difference in the world. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. It was such a blast talking to you. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. 
And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.